Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn, alongside, as always, Jamie, Brad, Dan, and Joe. How are we all doing this week, guys? Hey, yo, Chico. Christ. It's Chico, Joe. We're going old. <laughs> it's Chico time. say, we're going old school, are we, this week? Not normally all that old, so shit. I'm rewatching the WrestleManias from number one, so I'm kind of in nostalgia mode at the moment. What are you up to? Um, I'm halfway through two. I just saw the ball. Oh, I got that far. I'm rewatching yeah. the WrestleManias from the war. Which one do you want to? I'm halfway through two. I've just seen the Bulldogs beat Greg the Hallow Valentine and, and Beefcake, but they had Ozzy Osbourne in the corner. Spoilers, I like, watched it yet. Yeah. He's cutting off his tits. <laughs> off Spoilers? His <laughs> Christ. Oh, God. You're going to tell me so what happens at SummerSlam 96 next, aren't you? Bradley's oh, never no. seen any of them. <laughs> what are you telling me? He watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even born. Well, I don't think any of us were born when WrestleMania 2 was on. Oh, no, I was on about SummerSlam 96. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't think so somehow. Did we all catch Air Revolution this week? No, I will not watch that fraudulent company. Hey. The fraudulent company? That washed I'll up tell you one thing, Revolution oh. has been the best pay-per-view of the year. What? Yeah, by AEW. <laughs> we'll have to, get the, have to get the sparklers out. Is that good? Oh my good God! We will. De- I mean, we'll definitely go to that. I mean, I, I know me and you, Jamie. We we watched it um all the way through. You watched it live though, didn't you? I watch it every pay per view live. Oh, I so can't do it. because they're the only two wrestling companies. Yeah, literally. So uh, yeah, I mean, the good thing of AEW is I don't mind paying the what eighteen pounds to watch the pay-per-view because I know I'll enjoy it. And every pay-per-view I've watched, bar maybe one, have been really, really good. I know that I, I t- I've been tempted in the past to watch them live. I usually watch them the next day, but especially when they've been on Saturdays and I know that I can just, you know, get up at any time on the Sunday and chill for the rest of the day watching it. But it was on Sunday, wasn't it, this year? You know, work the next day. So I didn't start yeah. watching it until after four o'clock. Oh, I had to go view a house as well um, after that, so I didn't actually start watching until later. So, you know, it was much later. It was almost past Bradley's bedtime by the time I'd finished watching it. <laughs> it was. Um, but I have to say, I I mean, we'll, we'll go through each match having, a, having a, quick, <laughs> a quick look at it, and we will certainly discuss the ending, no doubt. But all in all, I thought it was a, a semi-decent show. I probably didn't enjoy it as much as you did. But it was certainly solid. Yeah, like, that's a, like I said, that's the whole thing with AEW is they usually are very, very, very good shows. Like, bar moments within shows that bring it down a little bit. Um, overall, the, the matches are great. Like I said, you know, you're going to have your big hitters on there. MJF, Jericho. The ladder matches are always great. Um, the cinematic match was good as well. Uh, even for Sting! And, um, <laughs> He yeah. survived then. It's cinematic, weren't it? So he still does oh. whatever he wants. It weren't even him. 
<laughs> oh, it was him. It was him. It was it probably was Brandon just Lee shot back. 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Lee. That's me using the word shot. And as I say the word shot, you say Brandon <laughs> Lee. <laughs> that could have gone any worse, could exactly. it then? We'll have a look at the card itself um, in a moment, but I think before we do that, I mean, we might as well talk about um, one of the big pieces of news that came from it. We had the news, of course, from it's Paul White um, the week before running wild. Of course, you had the normal. It's going to be CM Punk. Then there's, there's some stupid rumours of it going to be Kurt Angle. I mean, good God. He can't even walk anymore, Kurt Angle. So thank God. <laughs> I mean, he's the one who published his video of it all, didn't he? There were so many people like, let's put a video on here just to tease it. So he Kurt got Angle his full attire, though, didn't he, <laughs> to, to promote it. Then it turned out it was just for his podcast. Yeah. Perhaps, Joe, you should put some wrestling gear on to promote this podcast. I'm just on my Kevin Owens and just go, <laughs> go registered in everyone. <laughs> get some more listeners yeah um i all i will say is is thank god it wasn't rob van dan because that would have been the biggest letdown ever. a lot of I people was, thought it would be as well I, i'm just so glad it was i've got nothing against rob van dan personally i just i think we've seen enough of rob van dan especially in impact lately um, it would have just been a, a little bit anticlimactic, I would have to say, if it was going to be Rob Van Dam. But no, we know who it is. It's the instant classic himself. It's probably the only time that Bradley's ever seen him wrestle was when he was in TNA. Um, but it was Captain Christian Charisma. Cage. What do we all think about Christian Cage being all elite? That's the reason why. Oh, he's gone. Why what? He's got, <laughs> he's got that excited over the fact that Christian Cage is now. <laughs> what about you and uh, you and Joe, Dan? What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I think it's really decent. I think you know they they're probably going to have him in there to help work with the um, the newer talents. He could be helping book. Um, you know, there's a few people he could have matches with as well um, that we'd all really enjoy seeing. But I think he'll have sort of a minor role. He might coach very similar to what Matt Hardy's doing, but. I welcome it. I mean, eventually you'll go back to WWE, you'll go in Hall of Fame. But if you think about what he would have done if he stayed in WWE, he oh. probably maybe would have had a match against um, Biggie, you know, or something like that. Um, wouldn't really have done much or helped Edge in a tag match. But to be fair, he, he's got a lot more prospects and he can do a lot more in um, AEW. So I'm excited for it. I think it'll, you know, it'll add ratings and it'll be decent to watch. It's the oh, whole thing about you... it though as well, though, isn't it? Like... <laughs> They bigged him up so much when he made the surprise return at the Royal Rumble. They put it on Twitter saying how great he looked, what's going to be next for Christian, what's going to happen. They teased the whole Legend Christian reunion when they had that moment, which was great at the Rumble. And he looks in great shape, probably the best he's ever looked. And they just go, yeah, cheers for the appearance, guy. But, you know, you can go to All Elite now. <laughs> I saw reports of that they were genuinely gutted that he had gone there though that that's why I'd read that WWE officials were genuinely gutted that he had gone to well, then WWE my argument is they should uh, you know the night after the run said to him then this is what we want to do with you is a contract you know no one's saying he's got to be the WWE champion I mean no one's got to say that he's going to be you know positioned in the way that Edge has been positioned. But and and who knows, maybe maybe they did speak to him. Maybe they did say this is our idea it is and you know he, he thought he was gonna get a better opportunity over in AEW. Like I'm 
I I do think that he's got more chance of being AEW World Champion than he does of being Universal or WWE Champion. A US Champion. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But, but Christian, you don't know. I know he came back in the Royal Rumble, but he he went out with I think it was a neck injury. I don't know how bad yeah. his neck injury was, and I don't know how healed he is. And can he still wrestle? Can he still go? I know he did. The thing with Randy Orton when he got punted in the head and he did the thing of Royal Rumble, but can he still wrestle? Is he, you know, he's always going to be Edge's partner. I know he won the World Heavyweight Championship, but is he as much of a, a traction as Edge? No, I don't think he is now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. He's not. I mean, in respect of what you were saying there, Joe, about, you know, can he still go? If. If this was a situation like Sting and he just debuted out of nowhere and he hadn't wrestled for the last few years, I think we'd all be going, oh, Christ, is he going to be able to do this? But I think that since we did get to see, you know, something from him at the Rumble, I mean, he was in the Rumble for a good, what, 15, 20 minutes at the end? You know, he was one of the final four or five, wasn't he? Um, You know, going into, if not final four, final five, maybe. so, you know, I I think he had a pretty good show. And it, it wasn't a case of he came in, hit a couple of moves, and then, you know, sat in the corner, acting tired or injured until somebody else got eliminated. He was quite heavily involved in that full 15, 20 minutes, I thought, quite physical. So I, I'm not concerned, really, in the slightest. I think he won't look like he's missed a step when he goes in. I agree with what you're saying, though, about... Uh, Dan about the fact that he'll be used more as an enhancement thing. I don't think he's going to um, necessarily put over talent in the way that he's going to lose every week. I'm sure he'll win his first match or his first few matches. Um, could even be TNT champion by... Um, he might have a good feud with Cody or something like that. I'm pretty sure they'll put on a few good matches together. Oh, you know Cody's going to have a match against him. Cody can't help himself putting him against, you know, it'll be Cody versus... As soon as the fans are fully all back in, it'll be Cody versus Stink. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It'll be... Or it will be Cody versus Christian. But, um, no, I'm... I'm, I'm fairly happy i wasn't i wasn't overwhelmed i didn't think oh my god but i think that's because there had been some slight rumors um but it was more of a surprise than if you know like i said rob van dan had turned up the bigger surprise would have been somebody like kurt angle because i would have just got oh christ you know <laughs> kurt angle's my joint favorite wrestler of all time but even i wouldn't want to see him i'm quite happy for him to stay stay retired but uh, no bradley you happy with um Christian in AEW. I know you don't necessarily watch the products, or will this spur you on to watch AEW? You know what, Taron? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't think so. No, I, I like fair enough. Like I understand why people are going over there because I understand AD, uh, AD? AEW is this brand new shiny. He thought he was at work. <laughs> I know. It's um, is this new shiny? It's still obviously it's still new. It's still a new shiny product that's out there. And I'm just scared that they're getting again. They're going to do what WWE are doing at the moment and having too many people on their roster, not having anything to do with them. And they and what they're doing is they're signing up these old timers and and they're going to have young people in the roster who who won't be able to who won't benefit from it. That is my only fear with this. But if it leads somehow, this is me completely fantasy booking to Edge versus Christian and them both being champions on the separate shows on the separate companies could you imagine 
could you imagine? The interpromotional match, world champion versus world champion, winner take all, w- w- winner, winner take, take all. all, Survivor Series all over again. Now it'll be interesting to see what they uh, what they do with him, but I've got I've got some high high hopes for him. Um, he says until he jobs out against. I don't know, Joey Janella next week. <laughs> we'll see. Joey um, Janella. Top comment on um, Instagram when they when they put um, Christian Cage's All Elite. Is, Jesus, this place is turning into the WWE retirement home. <laughs> look, how original of them. <laughs> Let's have a look at the card then. Jamie, did you watch the pre-show? No. Yes, I did. Oh, hey. Oh, God. Any thoughts? Well, I started from 12 o'clock, didn't I? And then the show. Oh, hang on, right. So then your one guess. hour pre-show and then four and a half hours. Was I playing FIFA at the same time? Yes, no, of I was course not. You were. Wait, what? So you'll play <laughs> FIFA during the Royal Rumble and into the start of one of the Rumble matches. Yeah. But then you'll watch. It just shows you how good the AEW product uh, is. <laughs> he was waiting for that, Rob. He was scared of that. No, Rob I, 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 was a, I wasn't playing FIFA, but I was doing some SBCs on FIFA during the pre show. But I wasn't did you, physically playing matches. Did you have FIFA on the PlayStation 5 yes. console? During the pre-show. Right. And I turned no it off for there. the show. Did you watch the pre-show match involving Dr. Brick Baker? Yes. Any particular thoughts? It was all right, weren't it? I mean... I didn't I'm watch not, it. I didn't I'm watch not, I'm not a massive, like... I mean, this is the most sexist comment you're ever going to hear, but I've never been a fan of women's wrestling. So, it's all right. Like the only person that I absolutely love and I watch every single thing that she does is Alexa Bliss because she's the best thing ever. But um, uh, like I said, uh, there are occasional matches which I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like Sasha Banks and Bailey at Takeover, whichever one that was, like still one of the greatest women's wrestling match ever. Anything Ronda Rousey does because she's an actual fighter and she can actually do shit. But um, no, it was it was okay. No, I um I didn't watch the pre-show, but um I do quite like Dr. Britt Baker to be fair. I certainly think if, you know, there was a woman on the the women's division of AEW, if they were to ever leave and go over to the WWE, I think Britt Baker's probably the one that's got a bit of something about her that could, you know, potentially do quite well over not just in NXT but on the on the main roster as well. Um but if we go into the main card, we started off the evening with the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. It was the Young Bucks um, versus Jericho and MJF of the Inner Circle. We had the Young Bucks retain uh, just under 20 minutes this match. Um, I I mean, we've mentioned it I before. know you're not I, a massive fan of Young Bucks, are you? I'm not a fan. I just... They are incredible athletes, the Young Bucks. Uh, they're fitter than I'll ever be. And if I, you know... <laughs> you know ever was to square up against them, I'm sure they would outshine me fantastically. Super but I think five. they're very, very overrated for what they are. I think there are much better tag teams out there um, that, that should, like FTR, you know, like Fandango and the Liberty The Viking experience. <laughs> the Viking experience. Are they, are they still under contract with the WWE? I'm not seeing yeah, them. Um, one's just had a kid and the other's injured. And I would explain it, so they'll be released by summer. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I I didn't think it was a bad match. I thought it was a decent match to start the show. Um, Jericho didn't look too bad. He, Jericho didn't look as round. I don't know what's he's, happened in the last couple of weeks. but he's quite, like, 
he's not flabby anymore, really. It's quite toned. He's toned he up had a bit. The Jerichovid, and he it made was. him lose a load of weight. <laughs> it was the Jerichovid. See, he does wonders for you. If anybody wants to lose weight, just get the Jerichovid. It's, it's proven it works. It gets rid of it. <laughs> but no, I thought it was a. Um, I thought it was a decent opening. And as much as I'm not a fan of him, I thought that the Young Bucks retaining was probably the uh, the I better decision it. to go with him in this instance, just to further the potential, you know, break up of the inner circle. Yeah, and and you have to agree as well. I know you probably haven't seen much of him, but MJF is still only 24 years old, and he's still I know, that's the mad. greatest wrestling talent in wrestling right now. He's phenomenal. MJF is one of the best heels going, I think. Um, I do watch AEW and watch um, Dynamite every week. I'm not up to date as everyone else, but I do watch it on um, on Sky Plus on recordings. Mm. And every time he cuts a promo, he's, he's probably the best promo, probably second to Jericho, I would say. I'd say like, like MJF and Jericho, like we're just talking, like you said, best promos. I'm talking like in WWE as well, like the better than a lot of WWE talent. And to be 24 years old, he was trained by Buddy Kurt Hawkins, MJF. Yeah. Which <laughs> is no, no. just crazy considering Kurt Hawkins, the massive jobber he is. Do but, you um, think that the promos, it, the promo works better for MJF because, you know, whilst he, you know, whilst he's got a general baseline of knowing what he's going to say when he gets out there, you know, there isn't the scripting of promos in AEW like there is in WWE. They have the, the freedom better. Do you think that's particularly why MJF comes across better? Definitely. I think the whole thing with it as well is he lives by his character. I know they always say kayfabe's dead and everything like that, but you ever see him do a promo, you ever see him on Twitter, Cameo, all of these social media platforms, he is MJF, like he is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He's just a dick, and it's he's actually yeah. like that. He lives the role, doesn't yeah, he? exactly. You uh, don't see that as much anymore, and he, he's just phenomenal. He's just a Miz ripoff, though, really, isn't he? Do you think? I, I absolutely love the Miz. I think they're completely different, but I just love him. Like, like I said, the whole like political stuff last year that he was doing, saying we need MJF as champion. Um, the whole kissing of the the ring is like obviously um, great as well. And again, like I said last week, the dinner debonair is one of my favourite things that has ever happened in wrestling. <laughs> You're not wearing the t-shirt this week. No, I'm, I've got a little Sebastian on. If you get a chance, MGF's um, <laughs> done a podcast with Jericho on the Jericho podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. Where he's basically where he's like in character and he's just like burying like Jurassic Express and like. Uh, he's buried Sammy Guevara and like it's it's like it's an hour's worth of podcast, but he's in full MGF mode, like just burying everyone. It's hilarious. Yeah. Certainly worth a listen by the looks of it. Anything so MJF to... does, just watch it. The, uh, if you the... if you haven't watched La Dinner Debonair, watch it. Oh, I've seen it. So the only person here I'm, I'm telling everybody, I'm telling the he's listeners. Bradley. They've seen it. If they've got any class about it. Like the whoa, babe, sticks to the wall. <laughs> the um, third match of the night, second match on the main card um, was the Casino Tag Team Royale for a future shot at the Tag Team Championships. Um, yeah. I, I like a battle royal. I enjoyed this one, but Christ, did it go on too long. You know, we were getting on close to half an hour. Um, you know, that's about half of the time that a Royal Rumble takes place. I mean, it technically was like a Royal Rumble. You know, they had 
tag teams coming in every couple of minutes in that type of sense. I I just think it went on far too long. I think that another thing that I didn't like about it was you had QT Marshall effectively turn on Dustin Rhodes, therefore breaking up or not necessarily breaking up, but teasing the breakup of the um, the Nightmare yeah, family side of things. Um, I know that he kind of eliminated himself and kind of gave the finger to to Justin Rhodes on that, and I'm sure there'll be fallout of it on Dynamite tonight or in the coming weeks. But I I don't think it worked, and I mean this with the greatest of respect because I don't think people care about QT Marshall. I don't no. think people care about the tag team of. I think people care about Justin Rhodes. Um. And Not as a tag I team. think the collective as a tag team, no. Like, does anybody, if if you know, if QT Marshall wasn't on Dynamite ever again, would anybody even realise that he's probably not on or gone or missing? Because <laughs> I, no. I doubt they would. Um, I think with QT Marshall, he's like the he runs like the Nightmare Factory, like the it's like the power plant, the NXT of AEW. He runs the like the school with, and I think Dustin Rhodes is a trainer as well, but. I don't know how, but he somehow got his way onto AEW TV. And yeah. I think you know a training role is a great thing for him. You know, he's a he's a he's a very decent talent. It's just, you know, they kind of threw them both together. The gimmick doesn't work for me to to start with. QT Marshall and Justin Rhodes as a Nightmare Collective, the Nightmare Family, whatnot. Um, so, and as I say, people just don't care for him and, and neither do I the one thing I did like about this match was even though he didn't win obviously Ray Phoenix won this so for the death triangle himself and Pac so they're going to be the number one contenders for the titles which should be an interesting match Ray um, Phoenix and Matt, Nick Jackson tonight on Dynamite as well in a singles is, match in a singles match to tease that um, the one thing I did like was Jungle Boy showing the one, one of the things that AEW is doing really well and has been since the premiere episode of Dynamite is very, very, very slowly building up Jungle Boy to eventually break away from Jurassic Express and be a star. And it's only, you know, Jericho said he looks like a star. Even Jim Cornette likes Jungle Boy um, and says, you know, we can see him being a star. It's all because of his father. Well, is it? I mean, that certainly helps, I'm sure. Wait. But he's extremely talented. He's a good-looking guy. He's got the physique, even though he's not massive, so you can root for him as the underdog-type character. I'm sure they'll probably build him as a bit of a Daniel Bryan eventually when he breaks off, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a singles competitor in respect of being like, uh, you know, an underdog character. But they're not shoving him down your throat. You know, he's picking up wins where they matter. Yes, he's losing when he's, you know, tagging sometimes with Luchasaurus or... Marco stunt, um, but it's the showings. They just—he had a great showing in this match. He didn't need to win this match for us to be talking about the fact that he was really the star in this match, regardless of the fact that he didn't win it. That's a good thing about like Jungle Express. Well, you've got Marco stunt, and he's just an annoying little cunt. So, <laughs> oh, I hate him. I don't. I yeah, don't get exactly. It. I don't so get that, it. that's why you can enjoy Jungle Boy because he's not the worst one in the group. Luchasaurus. <laughs> he did he have? Did he have like a weird like fight with Brody Lee Junior at <laughs> some random point because oh, they're both dark, the same size? Yeah, because yeah. they're dark, the same yeah. size, basically. <laughs> of an eleven-year-old boy. Am I taller than him? Not quite, Brad. No. <laughs> 
Well, if you're not, then I've got no hope and I won't be because <laughs> I'm smaller than you. Um, Hikuru Shida defeated Rio for, uh, to retain the Women's Championship. I don't think there's much to say other than this, and it was just a decent, solid women's match. Um, the stuff after next... was all right with the um, invasion of the other wrestlers. Was it, though? I thought it was a bit underwhelming. Was it Thunder Rosa who came out to no reaction when the music hit? Yeah. It was all a bit... It was like Thunder Rosa. It was um, Vicky Guerrero. It was Nyla Rose. Oh, Nyla Rose as well, yeah. And then it was uh, the Japanese girl who I can't remember her name. (laughs) Generic Japanese. (laughs) I'm really sorry. Uh, I don't know. It was like with the... It was the girl with the red hair who teamed with Britt Baker. Yeah, it was yeah. like two, there's two qualifiers. One of them was the Japanese one and then the American one. It was the one who lost out in the Mac Japanese Eatosh. qualifiers. Yeah. No, it was. Well, the match itself, like I say, was solid enough. Um, but, you know, nothing really much more to say about it. What I can say about the next two matches is I really did switch off for the next two matches as far as didn't pay much attention to them. Um, and it sounds like I didn't particularly miss much unless anyone's going to tell me any different. But we had Miro and Kip Sabian defeat the best friends of Horseshit Cassidy and Chuck Taylor by submission. And that was followed up by the big money match where Hangman Adam Page defeated big money Matt Hardy, one of his many incarnations, where he received Matt Hardy's first quarter earnings. <laughs> Any particular thoughts on either of those two matches? Really can't comment other than seeing who won. Like I said, I wasn't paying much attention. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> um, again, like, it, it made Miro look strong, I know, obviously. Oh, what I will say is, where is his... Where has Miro's body come from? Now, don't get me wrong. When he was Rusev, he was a bit... <laughs> he was round. He was, you know, he wasn't necessarily overweight. He was just round because he was bulky. And then he did shed quite a lot of it when he returned to the WWE in his last tenure with the company. That's the first time I've seen him in weeks. He was ripped. He's never had a body like that before. You, if anyone it's hasn't seen it, because he's allowed can... to sleep with Lana now, whereas he couldn't do WWE. <laughs> oh well, yeah, because, because she was he having was an affair Bobby with Bobby Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, and everyone was like, "I need to get yeah. there because she never posted stuff with a like ring on or anything, did she? It was just weird." Oh God, what if like, it was real? No, it was yeah. real. What if she doesn't <laughs> come to AEW now because she's staying in WWE forever? For for Bob the Lash, kayfabe is not dead. <laughs> no, I um, as I say, I I saw um, it was on in the background. I saw Mira and Kip Sabian win. I suppose it makes sense for their ongoing feud in respect of that wedding business. The Hangman and Page, I really think that's just something for. I don't think they know what to do with Hangman. I think they had big expectations for him when he first started. Obviously, he lost to Jericho in the world title match, um, which was right. He wasn't, you know, right for, or he wasn't ready to be the world champion. But I think they kind of thought, we'll keep him on the back burner and we'll keep him in these types of matches so he stays relevant to build him up. But I fear that he's kind he of lost a bit of that momentum. Tag champ, isn't he? Him and Kenny Omega are tag champs for a, for a lot. But now Kenny Omega's gone on to win the world championship yeah. and he's feuding with big big money Matt Hardy. I mean, Christ almighty. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 that's the thing. 
Matt Hardy can put people over, can't he? Like you said, he's still got that draw of a big name. He, he is a good worker. He's been wrestling for 20-odd years. Same maybe what Christian's going to do. Maybe he's going to come as bigger money Christian. Oh, God, <laughs> what if we get, Chris, what if we what get if Christian we get money Matt mania. Hardy again? <laughs> In money mania. Yeah, we get money mania and it's Matt Hardy, private party, and Christian Cage all dressed up in suits doing it for the boys. God, don't say but that. No, like you said, happen. you never know what's going to happen. But um, like I said, I thought it was okay. Like the best thing that I love about AEW is the storytelling. And the one thing that you don't really get anymore in wrestling is during the pre-shows or before the matches, you always have those sit-down interviews. You talk about the match, you talk about the feud, you show you everything that's happened, where you're up to date. In WWE, you just get like a whole like little package video of like to some shitty fucking like back in the day it used to be like fucking salivas like I love you I hate you I yeah, what a song it's a fucking Triple H and Shawn Michaels sitting each other with fucking chairs it was great and then basically yeah they had all the promos just cut and jambled into one with AEW I love the way that they do it they have like Tony Chavone talking JR talking about the feud where it's going what they think's gonna happen kind of thing kind of um, like it's a real fight, is that? And then fucking young books like just fucking play the tape. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just love all the, the little videos because it hypes you up for the match, especially during the pre-show when you're watching it and you can understand exactly what's going on because it's great storytelling. And yeah, the Matt Hardy like it's it's weird the whole if you watch the the backstory of it all, he tried to get him drunk and then tried to make him sign a contract. Sign like... the wrong contract, like he's just carrying another <laughs> contract in his pocket. No, he swapped it over. <laughs> yeah, well, where did he get that from? <laughs> it was like I sent it straight to my lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I see that they want to put um, Hangman in the Dark Order, or there's rumours that you might join the Dark Order. Well, yeah, like I said, Dark Order helped him kind of win the match when Private Party came out, didn't he? Yeah. But, um, that the whole, um, I loved it. I loved that ending, the bit where he was like falling off and the Dark Order caught him, pushed him back up, and he did the lariat. And it was a great finish. And like I said, he finally hugged them at the end as well and embraced them. So, Maybe he will become the new leader. Maybe Kristen Cage will become the new leader of the Dark Order. Who knows what's going to (laughs) happen? The new exalted one, Christian Cage, the instant classic. (laughs) But it was an an okay okay match. Well, we had a ladder match. We had the face of the Revolution ladder match. That was for the number one contenders for the TNT Championship. Um, Cody Rhodes... Uh, Penta, oh. Lance Archer, Max Caster, Scorpio Sky, and well, we 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 saw a miracle. We saw an actual miracle that occurred in professional wrestling. It was only a few months ago when Ethan Page was murdered on TV. He was shot <laughs> and he died. It was, to my recollection, the only time a wrestler has been shot and killed on live TV and died in the middle of the ring. Yet he has been resurrected, potentially by Mark Calloway, the Undertaker himself, as he debuted in the ladder match. Didn't win, but he debuted. And it was didn't a win. He, didn't he have his heart pulled out instead? Like he had a karate version of himself, and the karate version of oh, himself was he, I, pulled his heart this in? I know he is this died. Like impact or impact. Some shit? It's, it's impact wrestling. Yeah. He was murdered. He was murdered. He was killed well, off. If, if you want a way about to bring him back, maybe Matt Hardy brought him back in that Lake of Revivalness or whatever the fuck it's called. Lake <laughs> of Reincarnation. Big money no, back. Yeah, the Lake of Reincarnation. There you go. Boom. There you go. Ethan Page is back. 
I was quite surprised. versus Christine Cage in a cage with Diamond Dallas Page at ringside. I was quite surprised. Referee Nicholas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was quite surprised he was there because, I mean, there was rumours that it was going to be... Oh, one of the guys from Ring of Honor coming across. Um, but I was quite surprised because I thought he was going to WWE. There was rumours he was going to NXT. He was going to be one of the next sign-ins. But um, yeah, quite surprised to see him joining. But he's he's a welcome addition. He's a solid wrestler as well. I think he has a decent relationship with Cody Rhodes. I know back in 2017, they were um, Alpha One Tag Team Champions. They were um, whilst Cody was working a little bit on the Indies after he left WWE. So they've got that history and they've got that good relationship in, in respect of that there. So, um, no, I, I thought he had a good show. I mean, I don't, I, admittedly, I don't know much of him just because I am not a big watcher of Impact. Um, maybe you but, join with Hangman Adam Page and become the Page Boys. Who knows? Pay- oh, <laughs> don't stop giving them ideas. <laughs> what if they're listening to this? All oh, the Page Boys, yeah, good this idea. This is why I should be a writer for the. This is why you should copyright your ideas. We were only doing a film podcast together yesterday. We spoke about our film idea, uncopyrighted. Now somebody could have stolen that idea and made millions. Uh, There's still a week we can copyright it. It's not out yet, Tony. Good. <laughs> what was that, Joe? The finish is called The Bookend. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop giving them ideas. Scorpio, Scorpio Sky won in what I thought was a decent ladder match. Um, I don't think they've ever done a, a bad ladder match, to be honest, in in yeah. AW. It wasn't, I didn't come out of it thinking, wow, that was the best ladder match I've ever seen. Neither did I come out thinking, oh, it was a bit shit. I thought it was decent. I thought it was solid. Everybody had a de- uh, good showing on it. I kind of wish um, Lance Archer had won just because they're, they're just burying it. They're not burying him, but he's just... He's, a, he's the... Mm, murder hawk monster whatever he's supposed to call he's supposed to be destroying people yet anytime he gets an opportunity to you know fight for a championship or fight for the opportunity to fight for a championship he doesn't win and i just don't like the booking that they're doing with him now i understand him not winning this match if he ultimately wasn't going to win the title um but i think they need to be doing more with him other than that but anyway scorpio sky he gets his shot uh, tonight at time of recording of this podcast so mm. by the time the podcast goes out we um, know he will have been unsuccessful and lost to Darby Allen. <laughs> so we'll, I'm sure we'll it's going to be a good match as well because Scorpio Sky is a solid wrestler as well he's, he's very good especially because he's usually in a tag team. Is he split up from SCU now? Is it ju- is Daniels and are they all together still? Still together I believe. Definitely yeah they basically said still. the the next tag team match that they lose, they're going to split up. So, but they haven't split up yet, but they, they will split up down the line. Did you see that um, when Scorpio Sky won the ladder match, he was he pulled down the brass ring? It was the brass yeah, it was ring. Yeah, the brass ring. They said that several times, didn't they, John? Commentating. Sonic the Hedgehog. We're going to grab the brass ring. Sonic the Hedgehog is all elite. He put it up. I saw him grab that ring he did. He loves them rings. Oh, that's going to be all over Botchamania. Oh, believe me, that will be <laughs> in Botchamania for our, well, not quite our next match. We're not there the after that will be, believe you me. Um, Bradley, you'll be very interested to know that the next match involving your favourite wrestler of all time, it's Sting, was a cinematic match, so it did not occur in front of a live audience. It was pre-recorded. I thought it was meh, 
to, if I'm being completely honest, Sting and Darby Allen were successful against Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. I was not particularly bothered or blown away by this match. I understand why they did it the way they did to protect Sting, but Sting has signed a multi-year deal. And as far as I'm aware, this is the way forward. But are you booked in WWE with like Undertaker? They could have finally done Undertaker Sting in in a cinematic match because granted in the past what five years Undertaker's best match was probably the Boneyard match which was a cinematic match well that's it true was it in a warehouse it was yes, it was in a warehouse there was a lot of glass involved jumping it did that whole driving in weird cars on the oh. way there Darby Allen was on his skateboard hitching a ride on the back of his crew I'm now this truck <laughs> Sting had his face half painted as um, Crow Sting and like Darby Allen, which was cool. That was a nice touch. But I just think, like I was going to say, he signed a multi-year deal. How much of that is to be an active performer? I don't know, but one must assume, say, it's at least two or three year contract, and it probably is, you know, all being well with his health that it is to wrestle. It's the good thing of AEW, though. They only have about four or five pay-per-views a year. But then that must mean he's only going to wrestle four or five times a year. He's yeah. only going to wrestle on pay-per-views, and it will all be in cinematic matches. And uh, are we are we happy with that? Would you be yeah. happy with that as a Would you be happy with that as a paying customer in a live arena, knowing that you're not going to see Sting? He's not going to be there because he's going to be on the show, but he's going to be shown on the Titantron um, in a pre-recorded segment. So he'll be on yeah. the show for everybody, but he's not going to be there for you to see. Yeah, I'd be fine with that because when I went to go see NXT UK in Cardiff and they had Dave Mastiff going against Joe Coffey and it was a street fight and they were hitting each other with pool cues and all sorts. On the network, it looked amazing. Me sat four rows from the ring, couldn't see a thing. I tried to watch it on the tally, the big tally on the entranceway, couldn't see a thing. So yeah, if they have a match that's on there, you know, we can all turn around, we can go get yourself a bevy. You know, that'd be days. I'd be fine with that, and it means that Sting's not going to get himself injured. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's not get Would you rather watch a match on the screen or have him in the ring, botch about fifty moves and break his neck? <laughs> I still remember. I still remember that Goldberg. Do you remember when we all came around to mine and watched that Goldberg Undertaker, and we were all like, "Oh my god, has he actually dropped him on his neck?" And we, we were, yeah. we were stunned. You know, you'd rather just see. A cinematic match because at least you know both of them are going to be safe. Then you know we were worried when we were watching that. I think that was the first time I'd met Bradley. It was, it was. when it was first round. I think it was. We had to explain to Bradley who the Undertaker and Goldberg were, and where Titus <laughs> O'Neil disappeared to. I was just there, like, <laughs> yes, the legend is here. The legend Mansour. is here. <laughs> He won. He's undefeated in Saudi Arabia. He's undefeated. What's good? What's um? What if he has an Undertaker streak in Saudi Arabia? He's already two. He's already got the streak. He's undefeated in two or five live as well. Forty-two and zero. Yeah. Is he? He's forty-two and zero at the moment. (laughs) What? Oh my! Mansour. Um, on that pay-per-view with the Undertaker and Goldberg, was that the same one? I oh, know it couldn't have been. Um, we watched the other one as well, didn't we? The Brothers of Destruction versus DX. It wasn't the same that was one. Super showdown in Australia. One... Yeah, I was going to say he can barely put one match together. He ain't putting two together <laughs> on one <laughs> night. To bring me. the greatest wrestler of all time out of retirement for that match is ridiculous. I remember I generally thought he died when he tried that moonsault off the off the rope, and he just, I generally thought he's dead. 
at that point because I'm pretty sure he landed on his head. He should <laughs> never have come out of retirement, Sean Michaels. I'm sure he'll regret that for the rest of his life, much like Ric Flair did. Um, hence well, Ric Flair so definitely cool. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we've held it off long <laughs> enough. This is it, guys. Get your spiders out. AEW <laughs> World Championship, Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley in the exploding barbed wire death match. Now, for what it was, the match was, I think, what people were. What expecting. did I say it was going to be? A bloodbath. <laughs> and and it was, it was. I I let myself down slightly because I'd watch. Um, I watched. Did you watch one of the, some in one of the Terry? I watched some of the Terry Funk ones. Um, don't watch Terry. Through. It's like just watching. I'm going to watch a hardcore match, but before I watch this hardcore match in WWE, I'm going to go watch Mankind. Like you don't watch yeah. the best ones. <laughs> I mean, they. I know there's different safety regulations and whatnot, and they're on a network and stuff. But you know, the the ropes were wrapped in barbed wire rather than the, the barbed being wire being wire, yeah. the 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 ropes. Yeah, exactly. Um, the the explosions going off again. It's all theatrics. We we know that they they were okay. Don't get me wrong. It was it was it's a still bit of wire, and it was entertaining, <laughs> and it was still barbed wire. Um, and I did think the match. You know, we'll we'll get on to the ending, but as a whole, was a decent match. It was what people were expecting, um, and and a little bit more. They both had a great showing. I was happy to see that Kenny Omega took as much punishment as John Moxley did because you just know Moxley would, before the match, would have been like, yeah, do this to me, put me through that, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. So it was nice to see that Kenny Omega also kind of shared the load on that as well. Um, And I think the right right person won as well. Of course, um, Moxley should have lost that, and of course Omega should have retained in that instance. Just one check, why was the ref in a hazmat suit? I was going to say because, explosions and stuff. Explosions and fire, and the fact that there were sharp objects being thrown around. And COVID. And COVID. Yeah, let's not forget that. That's what that mask hair was for. Um, um, I was going to um, say as well, you think Moxley, the reason he's lost, he's going to take some time out because obviously Renee's quite heavily pregnant now, and obviously she's probably due in the next month or so. Yeah. So you think maybe because the big explosion has killed him off TV for a few hours? Is because he's coming back to WWE? Have you seen what's so. next for Omega now? Yes, well, that is, is in that our goose? new section. Don't you worry. I'm the, the new section. We will get onto that. Let's get onto this ending, though. So, to be fair, as we the, know, the ending of the match was good. Like, this is after the match, shall we say. The yes, match is yes. finished by this point. The way the match ended, fair enough, the correct winner. What we expected, but the correct winner. Then the build-up was great. Obviously, you had the Good Brothers run in. You know, they were keeping him down because they yeah. knew we were getting into that two-minute mark where unless you were out the ring, you were going to be seriously hurt. They had the minute, then they had the countdown. And, of course, then you had Eddie Kingston run in to try come and on, protect come his ring. Come on. <laughs> but let's not forget, he's been in death matches himself and they were building it. You know, the commentary team was really building it. You know, saying he knows, he knows what's going to happen here. You know, and <laughs> the fact that he realised the time is running out, I'm going to have to cover him up now. We don't know what was supposed to happen. The dirt, which was great. Yeah, we all uh, we know again, is great that, storytelling. Yeah, up until course. it happened. 
All we know <laughs> is that the explosion was going to be more than what it was. It was rumoured that there was going to be some sort of ring collapse, massive explosions at the side of the ring, basically to just fill it all up with smoke, loud mm-hmm. bangs, bit of theatrics, and like like I say, even a, a collapsing ring as well. We got the sparklers, the small pyro going off on each of the four ring posts, and a little crackle, and that was it. Now, I messaged Jamie afterwards because Jamie had already seen it, and I was like... Well, the best thing is I already knew it was happening, so I wanted to big it up for you just so you expected <laughs> something amazing. So I was like, you wait till the end. You well, just wait. I thought Eddie Kingston's over him to protect him great no problem he's almost sacrificing himself to save his friend to save John Moxley then when the sparkling went off and it kind of went like ping and nothing happened I thought Eddie Kingston was going to maybe like look up and be like oh no no it's great it's all right and then help John Moxley up. and then the big fuck off explosion was going to happen and was going to be like holy shit whatever and he just didn't move and then I, he must have been speaking to John Moxley like good what the, the fuck, fuck is, that? is happening? Why is nothing happened? What do I do? Do I just lie in? Do I get up? And then he must have been like, but I was told to lie in. This is what it is. And he must have just panicked and thought, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> now, what would have been better here would have been for either Eddie Kingston to think on the fly and think, okay, something doesn't happen here. Let's kind of look up and go, oh, nothing's happened here. So they could turn that into a storyline. Or when the paramedics and the backstage people all ran in and whatnot, they could have quickly said to him, you know, oh, give right. it up. let's pretend to <laughs> show everyone you're all right and everything's okay and we'll we'll come up with something. The fact that they came in and treated them like they both just had both their arms blown off <laughs> and treated them like they died... It was it was awful. I'm sorry, but it was nothing. Well, you never awful. know what happened under the ring. There could have been massive rumbles under the ring, and that could have affected them in different ways. Hornswoggle. But um, the best <laughs> thing, like I said, uh, after AEW off air, like exclusive on, uh, you had that interview with Moxley where he grabbed the microphone, thanked everybody for coming, kind of thing, and basically said that. Well, made the joke of. Well, it looks like Kenny Omega can't design a fucking <laughs> deathmatch ring. <laughs> he got uh, made a joke, obviously, about it not being. But of course, to they had properly. to do that. They had yeah. to do that on the fly. Of course, they did because they were thinking, yeah. "Shit, how do we get out of this?" But and that's all very well and good. That's what you would expect them to say, and that's what you would expect them to say on tonight's episode of Dynamite is that this big explosion was supposed to happen, but because Kenny Omega designed it, it didn't go off well. You may have beat me, Kenny Omega, but look at your shit show design it, it you could just say this know, is basically match because it's Don yeah, Alice. Yeah. just like, just blame him you? <laughs> you could say it didn't destroy me it was a, it was a botch set up by you and I'll be back to win the war because you didn't destroy me but they can't how did they do that when Eddie Kingston pretended he had died because of the aftermath because of it you maybe maybe he's got asthma and the smoke it. just made couldn't breathe and he passed out <laughs> Well, I hope he's had his COVID jab then. He's vulnerable with his asthma. That, that, that's COVID what I mean. jabs in the AEW because you don't that, believe in it. <laughs> that is the worst thing that they could have done is still allow Ke- uh, um, Eddie Kingston to yeah. act in the way they did. And that's nothing against Eddie Kingston. He's just doing what he was told to do. But mm-hmm. now you cannot go out, surely. I- I'm sure they will, but I don't understand how you can go out and explain. Don't make oh, it, it was work. a bot. Just get MJ I- off on the mic. He'll sort it. <laughs> just pretend it, just do what WWE does and just pretend it never happened. Just like we never went on about. No, we, they just move on like nothing happened. I think they'll see that Don Callis um, has went to the ring 
just before the match happened, like swap the explosives out or something, or they like they met they mess with the explosives or they did some they tampered with it somehow. They'll just they'll blame it on Don Callis or someone like that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he tampered with it. That's how they'll do but it. But then how do they get out of the Eddie Kingston thing? And John Moxley both he, he could have passed like out because of excite, like not excitement, but pa- he could have passed out. You don't know, do you? You could just basically all... say the adrenaline made him pass out or some random shit like that. You could just go with it. What I'll, what I'll compare it to is you remember a couple of years ago we had the Fiend versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match, yeah. and it had a really bad finish where the referee had to throw the bell because they thought that the Fiend was dead or was going to die, and then all of us like you know, afterwards you're going, well, how are they going to explain this? And a couple of weeks later, the storyline moved on and we moved on to the next thing. Goldberg beat him for the belt and we just moved on. I think it'll be the same. We'll, we'll, for, we'll forget about it in but time next, next couple next of weeks. You know? the, next had the Falls Count Anywhere match, shouldn't they? Uh, in Saudi, wasn't it? If I'm wrong. No, it, um, Saudi was when uh, Goldberg took the belt off Fiend. Wasn't it one? But, oh, I, I thought we were on about Seth Rollins and the Fiend, sorry. In the... Yeah, Seth Rollins and the Fiend were in the... In the um, the chain, not the chamber, the um, Hell in a Cell. Um, and then they had that botched finish, and we were all talking about it, going, how are they going to explain this? It makes no sense. They were saying that he's dead, but he's not, and all that. You, so are, kind of... you are right, though, I think, Brad, aren't you? Like yeah, a month they later, had, they had a the Fiend count. did beat him in Saudi Arabia. Then they threw some sparklers in his eyes again. Do you yeah, they got them from AEW. They so nicked them think, off the ring post. I think, no, you know, we'll forget about the Omega thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was sparklers on a pole match. Yeah, Christian brought the sparklers with him. He's like, here you go, guys. They're getting, ready for, Gil- they're getting ready for Gilbert to interfere. Oh, could you imagine? But again, like I said, it, it was. I enjoyed the event. I do with most, like all of the AEW ones. Uh, the only thing that you got to slightly worry about is there's not been two quite big botched moments on two of their previous three, four shows. Um, obviously, yeah. it can't be helped if obviously if something went wrong, something went wrong. Like it's nothing to do with the wrestling; it was a technical issue. Like you don't know what happened. Yeah. Do you? Like I said, they've just it's no fault to the wrestlers. They still put on a really good match. Uh, the other one was obviously Matt Hardy nearly breaking his head when he um, had that fight with Sammy Guevara. Um, Guerrero, Sammy Guevara. But um, yeah, yeah, like I said, and, and he fell off and cracked his head open, and it. And he was concussed and all like, oh shit, what's happening here? And then he decided to carry on with the match concussed anyway. Um, again, that was a little bit of an awkward feeling after that. But everything that they've done, I'm happy to pay for because they are really good shows. Uh, even after Any- that, like, the show was really good. I mean, anything it was entertaining, live. yeah. Anything that's live has the, has the runs a risk of it. Of- well, this is why they pre-tape Coronation Street. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can't have Rita accidentally selling a dodgy chocolate bar in the corner shop, can you? Well, for all we know, Sting is dead. Oh, he'll be on Dynamite tonight, just so Tony Schiavone can say, It's Sting! Oh my God, it's Paul White Sting, Christian Cage! It's Paul White! <laughs> be interesting these... to see what he says. The thing about these death matches is, you know, you know, you either love them or hate them, you're either... You like the CC, you know, CW death matches, or you like Jim Cornette or like uh, Bruce Pitcher. I do absolutely hate them. And the one thing this has done is it proved like people like Jim Cornette and Bruce Pitcher, right? They're, you know, they're dog shit matches. And like, why the hell are you doing this stupid? It's just actually just proven them right. Like, yeah, it's just stupid. Why, why are we bothering with these matches? It's got no story. They're stupid. 
I mean, it can be entertaining. I don't think anyone can say it wasn't entertaining for right or wrong reasons. And I didn't necessarily have an issue with the match, but you can't, when people are already potentially criticising the match before it's even taken place, just because of the stipulation, it certainly doesn't bloody help things when you botch the ending in such a way that they did. But let's see how they bounce back. I mean, that was revolution as a whole. I mean, Jamie, me and you were the only ones that watched it from start to finish. What would you give it um, either grade-wise or out of 10? Out of 10, 7.5. I'll go with a 7. I think that's pretty solid between a 7, yeah. 7.5. Yeah. Again, like I said, it was a nice in-between. Like It wasn't too hardcore for the whole New Japan audience like with light tubes smashing everywhere and all of that stuff. But it was a nice in-between, especially for the modern American audience that yeah. only see WWE or AEW. And again, maybe they'll go and see other... Uh, death matches because of this match, which is probably sure would have been their intention anyway, because obviously they, are, they both come from New Japan anyway, don't they? Or had experience there, but again, yeah. AEW put on another solid show, I can't complain about it. It was better than Elimination Chamber. No, absolutely, and poor JR, because he has such a bad voice all the way through. I, know, I, thought, right? I thought he was going to conk out after half an hour, his voice was that bad, but um, no. Well, he commented on it, well, didn't he? He said, oh, I'm still here, we're still going to go through it all, but <laughs> yeah, we'll power through. Right, so that was Revolution. Let's go on to some news. There has been some news in the world of wrestling, as there normally is each and every week. Um, first bit of news that I've got noted down this week, um, I'm not sure if any of you guys have noticed this. It was actually a piece of news that popped up earlier on today. The WWE has filed for a new trademark they have, which is quite a bizarre trademark name. They have trademarked the word Symbiosis, S-Y-M-B-I-O-S-I-S. So Symbiosis has been trademarked. It's been trademarked to be used in merchandising as a name, all that type of business. Basically, I had a bit of a Google of it. Symbiosis um, is defined as a beneficial relationship between two biological organisms or groups. So it sounds as if it's going to be the name of a tag team. (laughs) the way that they put it there whether or not it's going to be um they're just going to throw a couple of people together from nxt and bring them up as onto the main roster as this or are they going to debut two it's new superstars retribution yeah. rebranding symbiosis <laughs> but i don't know about you guys but to me that sounds like a tag team all day long based on the definition no. it does yeah symbios punk <laughs> in oh, wow. aew that would be they'd have to but, um, I mean, if you're talking about trademarks, what else was trademarked this week? <laughs> <laughs> so we also had the trademark of AEW trademarked. The the greatest wrestler of all time, first and only appearance debut in the 90s, Adam Sandler film, The Waterboy. They have trademarked Captain Insano. <laughs> like, Ooh, Captain Insano. <laughs> Brad, have you finally watched that? Make, Did you not it. watch the clip I sent? No, I've been busy in work and I was just set, I spent my nights watching That's Not Wise, Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay, wise, fair, Mr. White. Fair enough. That's a decent thing. No, you need to see the captain and say nothing. Captain Thado, I was wondering if you needed the services of an experienced water boy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cute. How old? Cute, how old are you, 10, 11. <laughs> I, I'm 31 years old. <laughs> I guarantee you that guy's still a virgin. <laughs> like, why? Why have the. 
they surely they haven't done it so he can make an appearance as Captain Insane. No, I mean, I, love I, it, I would love it. How, how I would, would love you it. Mark out so it? <laughs> it would be so funny if he did. I'm wondering whether or not they've done it so they can do either bring out an action figure of him, or more importantly, have him as maybe like a DLC character in their upcoming video game. Most likely the the latter. Like a cost, if, they're, yeah. if they're doing um the video game, but the other thing I was thinking was well, maybe. Maybe, just maybe. I don't know. Could Adam Sandler? Uh, Adam Sandler is Adam Sandler. It might uh, do another Waterboy film. Or what I was thinking was, Adam Sandler's a massive wrestling fan. He's a massive wrestling fan. I mean, Christ, they've already had Shaq involved and a a few other celebrities. He's been, he's never appeared is in, in, in the, the ring or he's been in the crowd a few yeah. times. Which why is quite couldn't weird they for have WWE him? not to do because Vince McMahon absolutely loves shit comedy, yeah. which is what Adam Sandler specializes in. And uh, they've, they've fucking got the Muppets Whoa. in. No, like I'm telling you, like that shitty 90s comedy, which is amazing, but you know what I mean? Like it's all shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. I was yeah. about to go mental. No, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I absolutely love Little Nicky and Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Waterboy, all these 90s. Well, oh, that's about it. The rest but the class is shitty comedies, because that's what <laughs> they are. I mean, when I say shitty comedies, it means that they're not highly critically acclaimed. Comedies, are I mean. we going to get then Captain Insano versus Adam Sandler in an AEW match? We've had Shaq wrestle now. The Waterboy versus <laughs> Captain Insano. I mean, they're talking about obviously the the whole twenty five years <laughs> of what the twenty five years of Happy Gilmore's just happened. So maybe the, the they had that little reunion of. Um, Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin. Maybe they'll do something for Waterboy where he'll reprise his role as Captain Insano. Who knows? And Drew Barrymore turns up with a seal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just Googled the Waterboy too, and IMDb has an article from the 4th of December 2020 saying Adam Sandler has reportedly signed a deal with Netflix to make the Waterboy too. <laughs> so. <laughs> It may very well be. I mean, Christ Almighty! It's like imagine? I almost knew it when I said it. I did. But why would AEW? <laughs> why would AEW trademark the name? Because maybe they can publicise it on. Because Paul White. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, because they will be able to have Adam Sandler come on and promote the film, and maybe have a little match, or tag team match with Captain Insano. We're talking about Paul White. Um... I saw the dirt sheets that he's still being involved with the Special Olympics, which is like a WWE thing. But apparently, he's still being involved with it, and Tony Khan said it's all right. So, well, it's I weird because it's, it, it, yeah. to be fair, it is NBC, but like the WWE network has just been sold to Peacock and NBC. So, it makes sense. I mean, why why would you want the negative publicity as far as saying you know he's been involved in that for a few years now? Why would you say you know yes, you can come over to our company, but we won't let you, you know, do the good that you've been doing in previous years because that's not going to look good on, you know. Or Vince saying, nah, we don't want him over here, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. There were reports as well that apparently Vince sent Paul White a text message. I don't know if you guys saw that um, afterwards, just saying, congratulations, I wish the best for you. It's a really good thing for for the best point in your career. Please stay in touch. Love you type thing. It was all very amicable. Um, And I've... You've heard that a couple of times now in respect of uh, Vince. Apparently, he was like that when Jericho signed with AEW as well. 
Jericho um, asked his permission, I think. He, you yeah, know, he, he did, did the same yeah. thing with New Japan as well. He said, look, this opportunity's come up. But I don't think Vince knew the magnitude of what no, it would become. No. <laughs> and I no, think, I, again, I, like, they've got to keep him, like, kind of warm and, you know, keep that relationship good because both of them deserve to be in the Hall of Fame one day, especially Jericho. But, mm. I mean, Big Show definitely does as well. But, you know, Jericho, again, he's probably had one of the greatest careers of any wrestler not just WWE across multi companies as well from yeah. WCW, ECW to New Japan to AEW to to WWE. There's anybody that's got a resume like his. It's anywhere he goes as well. You know he's going to draw like he's going to draw a crowd. That's why he's the demo god. Absolutely, Bradley. That's the first time he's ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of demo and beating people in the demograph, and speaking of NXT, it's been reported that NXT Takeover leading up to WrestleMania will also be too big for one night. It's been reported that NXT Takeover will take place over two nights on the oh, week of WrestleMania. Worrying. Now, I feel that Joe and Dan are our resident NXT experts in respect of this. Do you guys have any particular thoughts on why or, you know, if you think it's going to work? Yeah, I think in general, they've got tons of talent. They've got way too much talent not being used on there. And you're thinking, well, what sort of matches could they build towards? You know, you've got your multi-man tag matches. I think they're about to release the news of, well, they've got two announcements coming up this week, which may be in your news, I don't know. But, you know, for potential NXT women's tag titles, um, you know, you're looking at the people that they've got on the roster that they need to debut. I'm thinking of the 20 or so people they've just signed, and we've only seen one or two of them, you know, LA Knight and that blonde girl do anything. Um, so they've got so much going on backstage, and they want to promote, like, a second undercard brand. It could work, but really, you think of the big stars, that, yeah, they're making a transition, but... If they were like two one and a half hour shows, I'm fine with it. So a three hour show split, fair enough. But if it's two three hour shows, I'm not sure that they've got the, you know the actual built up star power unless they bring in people across from the main roster to help them out. You know. Yeah, I mean, especially during WrestleMania week, it's going to be a little bit crazy. I think if they keep SmackDown on the Friday, you're probably looking at Monday for Raw, Tuesday Hall of Fame, Wednesday, Thursday NXT, Friday SmackDown, Saturday WrestleMania, Sunday WrestleMania, Monday Raw. Yeah, that's exactly how it's going to go down, crazy. isn't it? And obviously, I'm, I'm fine with all on at the same time. <laughs> well, and I'm right? fine with that. I'm booking it off work. <laughs> Get it off now. I already have, so I'm good. They have announced as well that um, they announced tickets as well today are going on sale next week for WrestleMania for limited um, group bookings and single seats. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I, thought, I thought you would have. Yeah, in, what, in 2036, um, but um, <laughs> when COVID's finally over. <laughs> um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. You know, again, we know that they want to go off the model of what happened at the Super Bowl. It worked well in the Super Bowl for the NFL. Um, whether or not they're going with the exact same seating plan type things, I mean, I, they'd be silly not to, really. Certainly for the stands, because that's already effectively planned out. What I think will be the most interesting thing is is what they do on the floor. Um, like around ringside, I don't think it necessarily matters too much that you'll see empty seats in the stands because people are expecting it because of COVID. As long as there are some groups together, you know, within the household, within the social it's limits, it's still going to be the allowed. Thunderdome, I reckon. I mean, the only other thing, like, do you remember before the Thunderdome, they did what AEW does, except AEW does it better 
Do you remember they had all the wrestlers at ringside yeah. when they had Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. So may, maybe they just do have have all the wrestlers watching, like the NXT superstars watching, or maybe they do have the fun. Hall of Fame. Yeah. All the Hall of Fame people like sat ringside instead of just having yeah. backstage, just like I'm for the Hall of Fame, it's just sat ringside, like yeah. Slot, Slot, Batista, and all just obviously so distance. And then they do the pan shot, you go, oh, Batista, you could have three Sarge tiers. Yeah. Yeah, you think you'd have like former wrestlers, yeah. legend, then the Thunderdome people, then you're real, then you're people, <laughs> but then you're paying for all these people, you can only sit really high up. Really high. <laughs> um, but again, AEW have had people in basically the whole time and they do it well. Yeah, it's just that they have 20%. I mean, they, they fill them up nicely in an, a little area. The camera doesn't focus on them because they're off camera, but when they need to, they go to them and it looks good. Hey, look, I'm just happy to get fans back in arenas and, and, and stadiums, you know. I think it's going to be a bit of a culture shock for everyone seeing all the fans and then knowing that when it comes to Monday, it's back in the Thunderdome with no fans, because that's how it is. There is only going to be fans at WrestleMania, but hopefully this is the start as far as getting, you know, a bit more normality back to, you know, wrestling and, and or any sporting events, let's just say, in respect of that. But we'll keep an eye out. Tickets are supposedly going on sale, like I say, next week. So, um, yeah, let's see how many they're allowed to sell and where the people are going to sit. Did um did I see this week that the Thunderdome's moving? Or am I they, that up? No, they did potentially say that um it was oh it was a weird year Royal Rumble. It was like Royal Rumble from like one of the nineties. Whatever building it was in, they might be moving it into there because I don't know if it's baseball season or something like that. It's some sort of sporting event is starting up again, That's and they're going to need that arena um, for it. So um, yeah, they they may be moving, but they're they're not sure yet. We will see. Dan, you mentioned this very loosely earlier, um, so it is part of our news. Um, it's been announced that Kenny Omega will face the winner of the World Championship Unification title match between TNA champion Moose and Impact Wrestling champion Rich Swan at uh, the Rebellion Impact Wrestling Rebellion pay-per-view. So we're going to get Unified World Champion versus AEW World Champion. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I watch, I've been watching Impact pretty much every week. Um, they've been pr- producing pretty much a, a strong show. Rich Strong's decent. Um, you know, he, I think he will have a really good match against Kenny Omega, but I think Omega will take the belt. And you've got the crossover with New Japan and, and the crossover with AEW as well. Having Kenny Omega as a champion of two brands, you know, he's got the Triple R um, belt as well. You know, he's supposed to be the collector. It kind of works out well. He doesn't have to hold it for that long. You know, they could say, no, Scott DeMorgan come out and say, no, you need to defend the belt in a six-pack challenge, and it gets taken off him in a weird way. But I think it highlights the brand in a really good way because every time Kenny Omega's on there, their ratings do spike. And, um, yeah, I think it'd be pretty decent. They've got enough talent on there to be elevated. They've brought in enough people over the past couple of months. But, yeah, um, to be fair... That's assuming that Rich Swan's going to win it. Moose might win it, but I really can't see Moose actually taking the belt. He's he's all right, but I can't see him leading the company. And who would be really excited to see Moose versus Kenny Omega? No, true. Do just nobody else see this in the same way that I do? That I don't see the benefit of this match because one of your champions, you either look weak. Though, one of the world, cha- yeah, but one of the world champions is going to look weak. You're effectively saying Kenny Omega loses, so 
the AEW world title is worth shit, but he's not going to lose, is he? So let's whether it's Moose or Rich Swan, one of them loses. So you say, well, the Impact World title means nothing, or the Unified title means nothing because they've just been outclassed by the AEW world champion. <laughs> or you go via to disqualification, count out, whatever, which just shits all over everything. So what was the point in the first place? Yeah, I don't it, know. Impacts doesn't matter, does it? Omega's winning, whoever it is. Oh, I completely <laughs> agree that Omega wins, unless there's shenanigans, unless Christian Cage makes his return <laughs> to the Impact Zone. Um, You've also got um, Finn Juice or Finn Juice, whatever they're called, um, Finley's son and um, Juice Robinson facing the Good Brothers for the tag title. So. In one way, the Impact tag titles can also go to New Japan. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of cross-branding unification at the minute, isn't there? They, you know, they need to be careful it doesn't get too complicated. You know, there's already too much bloody wrestling in it, is at the minute, and then people aren't going to know, you know, one arse end or the other at this rate. Yeah, well, maybe they could do something with um, Diana Perazzo and the women's division in AEW because something needs to happen with the women's division in AEW because it's all over the place. They've got some great talent, but they have no idea what they're doing with them. Bring over the Virtuosa, who's actually had some NXT training. She can actually teach them a few things about booking some matches and producing actual finishes that make sense because I don't know what's going on in AEW. The women's division they've got is amazing. They've got Tay Conti. Um, you know, they've got Rio, they've got Naya Rose, but to be honest, they're not really being booked in a strong position. And you put someone like a Diana Perazzo in a 20-minute match against uh, Britt Baker, I think it'll steal the show. Be a brilliant match. Jordi yeah. Grace is pretty uh, decent as well. Oh, she's mm. great. I've said that before. She's brilliant. I remember seeing her in the, was it All Out? Um, or All In, whatever the first AEW event was before they were AEW, when it was just a glorified indie show. Um, she was in she was in the battle royal that involved men and women, and she was brilliant. And then, of course, she signed that contract with with Impact. And you know, I follow her on Instagram um, and uh, Twitter. I think she's a great talent. <laughs> yeah, she is, bro. But I think she's she's pegged for WWE. Um, I've been watching a lot of the stuff on the network um, with um, Sak- Nito Satamora um, and a few of the other um, ICW stars and Progress stars. She's been wrestling on. I think she was the former uh, Progress Women's Champion. Um, before I think Ginny, I think it went to Miko Sakamura and then it went to Ginny. Um, but um, yeah, amazing talent. She's on the network, she's on a lot of the matches on the network. So I could see you know someone like Jordi and Grace going across to WWE in a couple of years when a contract runs out. Let's see, right? Let's finish off our new segment then with some news that broke today. Um, the Hall of Fame is going to take place this year. It's going to take place on Tuesday, April the 6th, so the week of WrestleMania, as you said earlier, Jamie. What they're going to do, which I think took you certainly took me by surprise. I think everybody just presumed that it was going to be last year's class being inducted this year, which would make sense. But no, they're mixing it up. They're going to induct the 2020 class, keep them as the 2020 class. And they're also going to have a 2021 class as well. Um, they haven't announced whether it's going to be a virtual event. I think that's still rumoured and it probably makes sense that it will be. But they haven't announced whether it's going to be virtual or have anyone in attendance for it as of yet. Um, but... You know, as a as a quick reminder, we, the twenty twenty class that's going to be inducted this year is Batista, JBL, the British Bulldog, finally, um, Jushin Thunder Liger, the NWO. Oh, Bulldog's going to be there. Yeah, well, he's not going to be there, is he? For <laughs> Christ's sake! But interestingly enough, will David Hart Smith induct him? 
I think oh, he's, he's uh, very much rumoured to come back, isn't he? So yeah, there's rumours that he's he's in talks to WWE for signing or doing something. So yeah, exactly. Let's see if he does. Um, Juicing Thunder Liger, the NWO is getting inducted as a faction. Um, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman. So it's the only way X Pac is getting into the Hall of Fame. Well, no, actually, he's already with it, TX, isn't he? So he's yes, going to be a two time inductee. Well, In fact, they're all going to be two Everybody from NWO, Eric Bischoff, you know, all of them. Virgil, get them all. Everyone was. But let's not forget the headliners of the 2020 Hall of Fame as well, that were going to be the headliners. The Bella Twins, so they're also being inducted. But joining them, so far we did have our first inductee announced today for the 2021 class, one that I'm very happy with because I really do think she deserves to be in it, and that's Molly Holly. Stand back. Well, thank God it's Molly Holly and not Mighty Molly that's been inducted. I'm happy with that. I mean, you look at a lot of the, you ask a lot of the talent who there at the moment, especially Tegan and Knox, and then you ask them who they were inspired by. Um, and they, they always say Molly Holly, you know, she worked a bit off. She won the hardcore title of WrestleMania 18. So, you know, a solid person from the pick. You know, I think it's long yeah. overdue. I mean, she's 43 now, and she's had a couple of appearances in two Rumbles over the last three or four years now, hasn't she? And she's looked great in both of them as well. Doesn't look like she's missed a step. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I thought she was slightly underused in some tenages in the WWE, but, uh, but she was used right in others. Um, yeah, I think she deserves to be there. She certainly deserves to be there more than the Bloody Bella Twins, and they're getting inducted regardless. So. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> Speaking of the Hall of Fame, then that's our uh, news for this week. I did say to you guys beforehand that you know, of course, we've got the 2021 class as well being inducted, so we've got Molly Holly being inducted. Um, I assume they're probably going to go with maybe five or six in the 2021 class, since they've got you know five five or six already from the 2020 class. Um, you guys got any? Not necessarily predictions, but any ideas on who you think may be a realistic inductee until, into the classes here? Up until recent developments, Christian. Yes, I mean, after, after his rumble, after his rumble appearance, if he stayed with the company, uh, he might, hmm. he might have. Uh, because then again, we, I know, I think, was it Brad mentioned it in our group chat? Maybe he can have their little. Uh, Eddie Benoit moment, you know, at WrestleMania, Christine goes into the Hall of Fame, yeah. wins the title, they all embrace in the ring, there's confetti. And well, everything. it's by the by, because it ain't happening it now, happen son, it ain't happening now. But the one thing I will say before we go into our, you know, like early prediction guesses on that is I don't think they're going to go for anyone too massive just because yeah. there isn't going to be a crowd there. Um, so I don't think you're going to get people like The Undertaker this year or, or anything like that. I think they will save that for next year. Always. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I don't, you know, anyone can feel free to disagree with me if they think. But, um, yeah, they went yeah. in yeah, that's fine. two that's or three years back there. So we might as well start with you then, Jay Crawford. Any any predictions from your end? Um, There's going to be some celebrity shit, isn't there? Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Ronda Rousey already. <laughs> it depends if, if she if she if she comes back and wrestles, then maybe not. But if not, then maybe she will. Who knows? I mean, you know what they're like with celebrity or anything like that. Anyway, if they made one appearance and it was great, Bad Bunny could get 
in the Hall of Fame <laughs> Don't next be so year. stupid. <laughs> As a 24-7-7-11 I-95 champion. May why we not also, Bad Bunny? May we also say, Happy birthday, Bad Bunny. Is it today? <laughs> oh, how do you know? Bradley, WWE posted on their Instagram, happy birthday to the current reigning champion. The greatest musical artist since Florida. <laughs> My <laughs> good God. He's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Florida. No. no I don't think so. Well, there he's going in then. <laughs> You're going with Flow Rider. Oh, the what do you reckon, Dan? Um, I've got a couple ideas. Um, the one I think is a lock is Rob Van Dam. Oh, okay. Because they've been um, producing a uh, 24 or a look back special at him ah, uh, for yes. the network. So that would link, and he's not under contract. So it'd link in, whack him on Legends contract, put him in the Hall of Fame. You know, he's, what, 20, 30 year career. Abby Daisy would be fine with that. So he's my he's my certain one. The, my outside of the box one would be a Lance Storm because well, Lance Storm's training a lot of the talent that you see today. He's he had a solid run in WWE, but the only problem you've got with Lance Storm is there's only one person who can induct him in the Hall of Fame, and that would be Chris Jericho. And would yeah. they let that cross? I know they did it with Ric Flair putting him in with a horseman, but would they do that? Current AEW superstar inducting Lance Storm. I know we get you know the the views on the network, but is it a little bit too early? I know you'll go in, but would it be this year? I would say like, I'd love to see it happen, but I know they're, they're quite active backstage. But what about Albert? Or what about William Regal? Hmm? Well, I know Regal was rumoured not last year, the year before. And about um, two or three weeks before they were going to announce him, they just they pulled out on that idea, I think, because he still was yeah. an active on-screen talent. And he still is Regal, now, he? But... Regal will go in eventually. I don't think he will at the moment whilst he's still on screen. I, do, I mean, no disrespect to... Um, what's he called? Lord Tensai. Yes, but what's he called? <laughs> Matt Bloom. Um, I just I don't think he's a Hall of Fame worthy. You know, what, what what's he done that's... Wrestle The Undertaker at WrestleMania, a multi time Intercontinental had, Champion, Tag Team he had Champion. Great t- TNA, Tits and, and Ass, Tess and Albert. Tess and Albert, it's true. Um, yeah. Joe, and then obviously got? he had Lord Tensai, who again was quite a good character. The biggest the time, flop since Klopp, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go, on, go on then, Joe. Um, I've got Hurricane, because they always put in somebody who's like a backstage person or like. Um, like somebody who's like there anyway and um i had same as jamie christian before the news as well um i've got an outside one with maybe kane that's gotta be kane kane's not be. a bad show actually he needs, no, about but I, if kane goes into it he has to be the headline surely you would hope so and, and he has it will to be, be the hall of flames it will be the Hall of Flames. It will, and it has to. He has to be inducted by the Undertaker, surely. Or maybe. I mean, are they going to be? Are they, they going to be a two-time? Are they? Are they going to go in singly and as a duo? Well, as the brothers well, of destruction. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, I put them in separately. No, I said your wife could always induct him. Triple H has got about yes, seven true. inductions in the Hall of Fame, so why not? He's oh, I bet yeah. Next, next is going to be the power trip going in. Triple H and Stone Cold. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just so we can get about ten like Hall of Fame entrants. 
Did he get a you ring? Have... Is it like Tom Brady? Yeah. You know, he's got like seven rings. rings. Yeah, Triple yeah. H is going for the Tom Brady with seven rings. <laughs> I mean, wrestling isn't real, and let's be honest, those Hall of Fame rings are still more worth more than any that Tom Brady ever has. The cheater. Right, anyway, <laughs> Bradley. To be honest, any I, ideas? Have, I have no idea, but I'm just going to say potentially Wade Barrett, maybe. What? I know. A or... Hall of Famer? My outsider, Santino. Santino would be more of a shout than Wade Barrett, surely. He would. Will he go in to... twice as Santino and Santina? Yes, Santina Morella <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Flames. They're going to burn that character out of existence, they are. Dear God Almighty. If that happened now, do you reckon it'll be a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> like, cancel Santina. I, um, I literally only had two um ideas i do quite like i think out of all the ones that you guys have mentioned um you're welcome i think dan's rob van dam prediction is actually probably the most likely out of all of them which is uh, why he didn't go to AEW because he might be going into the hall of flames very true um my only two ideas and it really is just down to the fact that they should both be in the Hall of Fame and I think they will be eventually and it's probably the right time to put them in now they're both dead however and the WWE don't like putting in dead wrestlers surely this would be the best time to put dead wrestlers in because they don't have to appear any because of COVID well true (laughs) Um, so a couple of outside predictions for me I've got Vader um, as one of them and I have Brian Pillman as the other um, Stone Cold could induct Brian Pillman. Vader, you could have like Mick Foley induct Vader, for example. They had some decent hardcore matches. Both will go in the Hall of Fame eventually, um, whether or not it's this year. We shall again, see. Again, I'm not sure if he's in there. What about Bob Holly? Oh, God. Again, I hope not. Is this a Hall of Fame-worthy career? Is he, he was there for about 10 years, right? Have you thought about IRS? Yeah, but so is Bo Dallas. Yeah, Bo Speaking Dallas about Bo Dallas. to be in the Hall of Fame. I did, think about, I did think about IRS, to be honest, because they like, over the last few years, they've liked to put characters in, like a big boss man, the the Godfather, things like that. So I, I could see I, I could see that being a, a decent prediction, yeah. What about John Laurinaitis? No. Right. <laughs> He's back. I know. So that should have been the news. John Laurinaitis is back as talent relations or whatever he is. I am the vice president of talent relations, people power, and the interim (laughs) general manager of both Raw and SmackDown. (laughs) Right, shall we quiz it? Let's do a quiz. Could you see Finley maybe going in there? Uh, Yeah, potentially. Hornswoggle deserves it more. No, he (laughs) doesn't. Finley (laughs) will be in it eventually. Um. Good shout, but certainly a bit a more decent shout than Wade Barrett, I would say. I was cutting um, straws at that one. We'll have that one. Good idea. Let, let's forget Who's Wade, Wade Barrett's Barrett ever mentioned. Stu Bennett. <laughs> why, why are they putting that commentator in, he says? <laughs> right, quiz. Who's doing the quiz this week? Me. You. It wasn't me. Believe me. <laughs> I know it wasn't me. I need a chance of getting another point. At least there was another point. I think it was Joe, wasn't it? What have you got for us this week, Joe? I got 10 wrestling general knowledge questions and they're all WWE related. Okay, that's Ooh. good. Start. A very quick <laughs> rundown of the leaderboard puts Bradley on two points and the rest of us all on one point. So 
we've all got a chance Google. to we've yeah we've all got a chance to you know catch up with brad here or for brad to start running away with it so let's go yeah okay question number one what is the real name of Paige? lovely okay uh question number two what year did Jinder Mahal become WWE champion? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Question number three. Who inducted Goldberg into the Hall of Fame? Oh, who did? Why do I not know this? Oh, okay. <laughs> Question number four. Who did AJ Styles beat to win his first WWE Championship? Yes, good. Lovely. Question number five. Which member of the New Day has not won a singles title? Trombone. <laughs> Question number six. What was Braun Strowman's child WrestleMania tag team partner? <laughs> what was his name? Bradley. That was awesome. Question number seven. Who did Jerry the King Lawler face at his only WrestleMania match? Oh, God, yes, we know that one. Yeah, I saw this earlier. Brad was alive for this one. <laughs> <laughs> It was his match of the night. <laughs> Question number eight. Who sings Triple H's entrance music? What, current one. Um, <laughs> well, certainly they, Basically all of them. Well, both, of his, both of his current, current ones one, yeah. are sung by the same. This, anyway, one, this one? <laughs> you hit me with that Triple H. <laughs> yeah, no, that one. The newest. Oh, the newer <laughs> Question nine. Who won the first Divas title in 2008? Lovely. Sorry, can you repeat that for me, Joe? What? Yeah. Who won the first Divas Women's Championship in 2008? Okay. Yeah. I think uh, question, so. Uh, question number 10. True or false, Tyler Breeze has never won the NXT Championship. Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Okay. And that is a quiz. Lovely. Nice and Lovely. quick. And that, yeah, nice, uh, nice range there as well. I, I think. Yeah. Right. So, question number one What is Paige's real name? Her real name is. Start Soraya. with Brad just to make oh, sure God, you're cheating. Sarah Bevis. Soraya. It's Soraya Bevis. It's the same thing. But Sarah, yeah. it's a different name. Yeah, Soraya Jane Bevis. It's the same thing. I, I'm not going to count spelling. If you've got Soraya, Soraya is fine. Uh, question two. When did Jinder Mahal become WWE champion? It was in 2017. Yes, 2017. Yes. Question number three. Who inducted Goldberg into the Hall of Fame? I couldn't remember. I put Triple H. No, it was Paul Heyman. Oh, of course it was. 
I also put Triple H. <laughs> I put Kevin Nash. I put Paul Heyman. All right. <laughs> question number four. Who did AJ Styles beat to win his first WWE Championship? Dean Daniel Bryan. Randy Orton. Uh, no, Brad Spikes, Dean Ambrose. Oh, fair play. Backlash 2016. Oh, James Ellsworth. Oh, Christ. That fucking chin. <laughs> um, question number five. Which member of the New Day has not won a singles title? Xavier Woods. Yeah, Xavier Woods, yeah. Uh, question number six. Who was Braun well, Strowman's Brad, child? Brad's his favourite wrestler. <laughs> who was Is he froze? No, Brad's frozen. He's cheating. No, he's left the <laughs> quiz so he can go and Google the answers. He's definitely frozen. He's, <laughs> he's frozen. It's like, you know what's happened? That work laptop of his that he's using is overheated. This is what he'll claim anyway, as he goes to find out. I tell you what, let's move on. Let's go ahead with the answers. When he comes back, we can hear what he put for the answers. Yeah, go on. That's we all know this one's. We all know it's Nicholas anyway. It's yeah, Nicholas. Nicholas yeah. Uh, yeah, number seven. Who did oh, you? Oh, wait, your bad's back. He's back. Sorry, sorry. This laptop is a nightmare. <laughs> who, <laughs> we said it was true. Who's that child, Brad? Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Question okay, seven. Who did Jerry the King Lawler face his only WrestleMania match? Michael Cole. Michael Cole. Yeah, Michael Cole. Sir question Michael Cole. Question of eight. Nice and easy. Who sings Triple H's theme music? So what did Bradley put? Motorhead. Oh, good lad. You got it. Yeah, Motorhead, yeah. Question number what? nine. Who won Go the on. first Divas title in 2008? God, Michelle Do you know, That's who I've got. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Michelle Cool. yeah. It was Leku. It was the Undertaker's <laughs> wife. <laughs> uh, question number ten. True or false, Tyler Breeze has never won the NXT Championship. True. True. True, yeah. Thank God, I'm slightly worried then. I I sorry if it's really easy to like, but I literally just. Well, I was going to say, I bet Dan's bastards. got ten out of ten. Oh no, Brad! Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, I got Ty Gillinder. Gill- Gill- yeah, Bradley probably claims he got nine out of ten. <laughs> I got eight. If you're not going to give me the first one, well, of course I we're got... not. Cause it was wrong. Why would we give a wrong answer? I was pretty, I got it pretty much <laughs> right. Oh yeah, Sarah. No, it's Soraya. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember <laughs> Michael McCool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's that Welsh singer, Tim Jones? No, it's Tom Jones. Well, it's basically right, so we'll have the point. No, I got eight out of ten as well. I got eight out of ten as well. I got number three it was, and it four was the wrong. Same. We knew it was true. Look at Dan doing the diamond pose. Ten out of ten. Oh, well, it's not even the, it's, it's Ty Dillinger, isn't it? It's Sean Spears. He, he looked, the way he was doing it, it was more like bloody Diamond Dallas Page with the bloody diamond. <laughs> Oh, I'm happy with that. Thanks, Joe. So that's a, that's a point for Dan on the old... Uh... It's pre-planned. They live together. There we go. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> well, it can, never, it can never be proven, just like it can't be proven of all those rigged election votes when Trump was robbed of the election. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we demand a recount. <laughs> Build the wall. It's Brexit all over again. Oh, dear God. Megxit. Let's not get on to that. Let's not Oprah's get on to face. that. 
Ian well, then, guys, we are uh, we're slowly building. We've got SmackDown coming up this week. We're slowly building up now to Fastlane. We've obviously got all the business with Bobby Lashley. It's still not really clear who he's going to face at WrestleMania. So we'll look forward to seeing what they do at Fastlane and building up to Mania. But yeah, guys, we're we're gaining ever so close to the granddaddy of them all. Quick, quick appreciation for Bobby Lashley's new entrance as well. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I haven't movie. seen it. What's he do? Is it as cool as MJF? It's just bright gold. It's exactly the same. It's gold. And he's posing <laughs> in the background. It says the almighty on it. No, it's like the gold standard, Shelton Benjamin. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. When he was, was the Intercontinental Champion? They could yeah. have done so much yeah. more with him back then. They need to give Peyton Royce a chance as well. That promo she cut on Raw Talk. It was a little bit stuttery, but they need to give her a chance. No, they don't. Give it to AEW. She'll do better. Get, get rid of Peyton Royce and put... Billy Kay, Billy the and Jilly. women's champion. You know, she's the star out of the Iconics is Billy Kay. Don't look at me like that, Jamie, with that stupid face. Mosh pitting? <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Love it. Right, that's all we've got time for then this week, guys. Thanks very much for joining us. Don't forget to see Who's doing follow the quiz us. next week? Oh, I don't Ooh. know. It's, um, yeah, I'll do it. Well, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Then. That was easier, wasn't it? I'm going to make it really hard. I'm going to do 10 questions based on AEW pre-show matches, I am. <laughs> so, oh, no, I'm not. Bradley absolute shit himself. And he, he tried to freeze his laptop again, he did. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but don't forget to follow us on the socials. We're at Grapplecast Show on Insta, Facebook, and what's the other one? Twitter. Facebook, That's yeah. the one. Bebo, MySpace, all that business. Business. Habo Hotel. Um, Habo, Habo Hotel. <laughs> Brad, Brad's probably on the Expert blockers. Well. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. EDM. Absolutely. So, yeah, don't forget to follow us on the socials. We will be back, as always, ever-present next Thursday. But until then, thanks very much for joining us, uh, and thanks very much to you guys for this week. Nice. nice one, guys. See you later, guys. Old one. Arm drag. Rep screwed rep. It's me, Austin! I did it for The Rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! Number four, armbar! I am 